0: Fort Wayne, Indiana, The Fan. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shublin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply.
1: Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply for a Saturday. July sixteenth, twenty twenty-two. In the studio this morning, along with my co-host, producer extraordinaire, Mr. Justin Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net, I'm Jim Shovel, and thanks so much for joining us. As we'll be talking local sports of all sorts till the top of the hour at ten o'clock. If you have a question, suggestion, opinion, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, hey. Let us hear it at the Talk and Sports text line powered by Automotive Color and Supply at 46862. That's 46862. Put TS in the front of your message, if you will, please. And uh, Mr. Justin Kenny, thank you for filling in last week for me while I uh, participated in uh, the Three Rivers Festival Parade with the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. And it was great to get back on the streets of Fort Wayne, and seeing all the people out there, it was uh, pretty well attended. and it was fast. It was yeah. a very fast parade.
2: shorter route this year? Yeah. Due to just the construction downtown and everything?
1: Yeah, and I'll tell you what, yeah, we were, uh, I think we were number 55 or something like that, and uh, we got through it pretty quickly, but uh, it was nice and uh, enjoyed it, so... Uh, it's so how things go here?
2: Uh, but we held it down. You know, m- minimal uh, FCC violations. Oh, good. So good. I think those it was get expensive. Good... Yes, they do. Oh, my. Yeah. So feel like, um, you know, went, went pretty well. Good. Well, I appreciate it. Well, yeah, I
1: think you're going to do it next week, too. Yeah, sure. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I'm not probably. Gonna...
2: Well, you got a big event coming up on Monday. I you? do.
1: I do. I'm uh, going to be getting a new hip. A new left hip, uh, so I'll be able to drive quicker with my right foot and everything. I don't have a, you know, manual transmission. So, uh, yeah, I'm already looking to, to get out, and uh, I'm already bored. I'm already having cabin <laughs> fever. But, uh, yeah, Monday morning, uh, Dr. Ian Nelson uh, from OPS is going to be, uh, well, sawing into me and uh, and presenting me with a brand-new hip. So, so, look out, you know... Uh, sprinters around yeah well no i won't be able to run at all or anything like that but uh oh my god there will be relief uh so uh because it ain't fun right now just oh and i apologize to my wife diane for all the whining in uh, that i did last night uh trying while she was trying to sleep and every time i'd move it was as if i was being stabbed repeatedly
2: Uh, but other than that you know everything's good yeah, it's going to be life-changing for you. Dr. I think Dr. Nelson so. will
1: take good care of you. I can't wait to get a golf club in my hand. So. Oh, yeah. But 46862 Automotive Color and Supply. Text line 46862. Put TS in front of your message. Uh, got a great show lined up for you this morning. We're going to be obviously talking with Mike Nutter in our weekly tin caps chat. Of course, the tin caps were rained out last night. We'll play a doubleheader today, and I believe it starts around 4.35 or so with the first game. And uh, tickets for tonight's game will get you into both games. Tickets, if you had last night's game tickets, you can turn them in for a game somewhere uh, down the line in the season. So um, when Mike comes on, we'll ask him about that, too, because these Friday night games are very well attended in the summer as well. So... Um, We will talk to Mike Nutter. We're also going to be talking with University of St. Francis Athletic Director Mike McCaffrey. And I haven't had a chance to chat with him since we heard the news that the IU Hoosiers have put the University of St. Francis Cougars men's basketball team on their schedule for an exhibition game early, actually on November 3rd, uh, down in Bloomington. So we want to talk to Mike about that and just, just how one goes about that. And so that should be a lot of uh, uh, interesting little nuggets and tidbits on um, on how that came to fruition. So we'll do that. And we'll also uh, once again take your text with questions and uh, all kinds of things going on. Of course, the uh, the North South um, All Star Football Game. Took place uh, the other day, and uh, the South was victorious, I believe, 14 to nothing.
2: Yeah, shut out the North, and Laban Davis, though, named the MVP of the North. So, despite not uh, getting a single point in the game, Eastside senior goes out with uh, with a a final award for what was a very successful career at Eastside.
1: Yes, and he split time at QB with Bishop Luevers, Greg Carson, Clark. Yeah. So, uh, between the two of them, they represented Northeast Indiana. Well, and it sounds like Clark moved the ball as well. Uh, just couldn't, uh, pierce that goal line. Uh, some of the other notables, Adam Central, uh, linebacker Blake Hirely had an interception for the North, uh, Busco's Hunter Biansky had a couple of sacks in the game. And, uh, of course, some of the, uh other players who uh, were instrumental or who played in the game in the North South game, uh were, uh. On display and uh, making Northeast Indiana uh, very proud, and of course my screen just went blank here.
2: <laughs> <laughs> of course it did.
1: Yeah, so uh, you yeah, know that uh, that will happen, but uh, yeah, North South All Star Game, and uh, that's that's something that's gone on for you know quite some time and many many years, and uh, so it's just one of those things that. Uh, that we enjoy each and every year. And it, it's this last hurrah for some of these kids yeah. you know, before they go on, if they're going to continue their career into a collegiate football that, uh, you know, one last, one last shot with the, with the guys. And, uh, so it's a lot of fun. So, uh, but kudos to all of the gentlemen who played. And if I can pull this up and uh, give you the, uh, Information on who all, here we go, there we go. Others, uh, we talked about Mr. Hirely, Miansky, uh, Laban Davis, and, and Carson Clark, of course. Uh, Damon Bainey of Northrop, uh, Bryce Charles, East Noble, Alex Curry of Adam Central as well. Uh, Markel Keel from Snyder, Julius Jones of Warsaw, Trey Richards at Garrett. K.J. Tippman from Bishop Dwenger were North All-Stars as well. Michael Mosier uh, was an assistant coach as well as uh, uh, John Hammond from Adam Central. So congratulations to them for those honors. And, uh, you know, we'll see about it next year. And of course, as we speak, high school football, the big media day is around
2: the corner. Coming up in six days out at uh, OPS DuPont is where we'll have it. And, you know, Pretty much the uh, the the official kickoff of high school football season, media day. So, uh, looking forward to it. All, all the teams and coaches be out there, storylines galore. So, um, it, it it gets real once you have media day because it's only a short time, then about a about a month till uh, first first games on August 19th.
1: Well, in and in, interesting point, Justin, because with all the storylines, which storyline do you think? is the largest coming into media day.
2: Well, I think the overlying SAC in terms of this being the final year of nine games, nine conference games over the course of nine weeks and the wide open landscape that is the SAC heading into this year. I don't know if there's a dominant one team that you can point out and say this is the team that uh, is going to own the league. And potentially make a deep run of the postseason. If you had to make a case for somebody, I would say Snyder right now. Mm-hmm. But everywhere else you look, there's questions. And so I think, you know, you look at Homestead and, and who are they going to start at quarterback? And and you look at Carroll, you know, with, with the with the tragic loss of, of Owen Shaley and, you know, that program and where that, they're at. And, uh, you know, Bishop DeWenger, you know, looting, losing Bodie Dickerson to transfer. So where is DeWenger at? You know, Lures has to replace a lot of production. Yes. So there's a lot of questions. And, and talking to an assistant coach in the SAC a couple weeks ago, he says, you know, over the course of this season, you are going to hear two or three scores when you're out at other games that you are absolutely floored by. It's going to be that kind of year in the SAC.
1: Which still lends to the excitement of Definitely. showing up every Friday night and, uh, and enjoying this sport of high school football, which is... Uh, so, so well-loved in this area anyway. And, um, uh, and I, I think the coverage is, uh, exceptional. No well doubt. Throughout, yeah. uh, throughout all the media outlets in, uh, for high school football. So yeah, it should be interesting, you know, and, and Jason Dorfler taking over, yep. uh, that Leo program out there. Now that's, uh, you know, it's going to be an, an interesting, that's, that's not the, the SAC as it were, but, uh, you know, with with him going out there, and, and will that change the system? Yes. Uh, in, a, in, a, in a very stark yeah. manner?
2: Yes, it will. I mean, in terms of offensively, you're going to see a more wide open scheme from Jason Dorfler. And I was talking on the Sports Rush earlier this week with Brett Rump. And, you know, there's been a vocal group within the Leo football community that has pushed for this and is so excited about it. And it, it could be successful, but it also could be careful what you wish for, because, you know, the Leo program with with Coach Souter you were good for nine, 10 wins a year. You were going to compete for a conference championship, but eventually you were going to run up against a team that was going to be able to limit that run game. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so you could say that, you know, it, you're getting new and unexpected is what you're getting with, with 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 the new scheme. Right. So you could say it's more modern. But isn't going to lead to the on field success that you had under Coach Souter offensively? I think that's going to be the question.
1: And with that said, who would be the starter at quarterback?
2: That's a good question. So, you know.
1: And, and it, it's going to be someone perhaps young. Yeah. You know, yep. could, could you be looking at, you know
2: a sophomore or a junior you know yeah potentially i think you know when when you change the system then you also change the attributes of the quarterback that you need to run the offense Mm -hmm. so you know you need somebody that's probably going to be able to be more mobile a little bit more mobile in the pocket and outside the pocket be able to throw downfield so I, i think the dynamics of that entire offense change So you look at Leo coming up and their their youth groups are just phenomenal and they dominate it at at freshman and and JV levels, you know, but their apex was in the postseason haven't been able to win a sectional, right, in over a a Mm -hmm. decade. So does the changes help Leo achieve that? I'm not sure. We'll we'll see. I I do think there could be some growing pains as they switch schemes. Um, That's why I'm kind of looking at a one-two of Norwell and – and snowball right now in the Northeast state, but you know, what could be a, um, a dynamic change at Leo could take a season or two to gain hold. And, and we'll see, see what it, what it leads to because Leo football, they've, those fans feel like they should be competing for trips deep into the postseason, And, and I don't blame them, but we'll see if this is the way to do it.
1: That's correct. Yes and and as you said a mobile quarterback and, and somebody obviously that can get the ball stretched downfield you know do you look you know it could could the quarterback be a Decker or or Landon Heppner or something right. like that so uh you know but still somebody that that's not going to be you know, let's say one and done or anything like that in the program it, 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 but it'll be interesting and and that's just one of the storylines as you said that you know there are many uh that are uh, going to be coming up not only in uh, in the SAC but uh, throughout yeah. So should be a lot of fun. Well, we're going to go ahead and step out and take our first break before we talk with Mike McCaffrey of the University of St. Francis. But before we do, I want to tell you about my friends at Culligan. We have a reverse osmosis drinking water system at our kitchen sink. Now, one push of a button that looks like the easy button, and that turns our tap water, our softened tap water, into bottled water quality water. So we've got the most pristine, cleanest, clearest, purified water coming out of our spigot, our faucet in the kitchen, and it's all provided by Culligan. It's filtered, and the filters are tucked away underneath the cabinet. Uh, don't take up a whole lot of room, and Diane loves it. She, in fact, yeah, she she won't give the dogs anything but purified Culligan. Bottled water, quality water, and then so when she sees Brick, you know, drinking out of the pond or something like that, oh, he gets he gets timeouts. So uh, and I don't know if you've ever seen a dog with a timeout, but uh, that would be Brick. So Brick the Boggle. But anyway, call Culligan today and ask them how you can buy or rent a reverse osmosis drinking water system. Call them today. Four eight four eight six six eight. That's four. Water. We'll be right back with more. You're listening to Talkin' Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. On 1380, the fan, 100.9 FM
0: Colin Cowherd at noon on 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM.
3: And here's the thing with KD. He changes the temperature in any room. Everybody works in Golden State. They brought in Kevin Durant. They were squabbling by year two. Year three, they couldn't stand each other. Mobility is just one of those things that
0: sounds great. Very difficult to create chemistry. Colin Cowherd at noon. Download the 1380 app. Listen from your smart speaker or log on to
4: 1380thefan.com. It's true. Everyone these days is hiring, even us. And like other companies, we've got a sign-on bonus. $5,000. We offer the list of the usual benefits. 401k, pay time off health insurance. And yet, we're looking for that person in the office or on the job site who others come to because they can get things done. You don't need to be told what to do. You just figure it out. Federated Media and our six radio stations, we're looking for a new engineer. We'd like someone with broadcast experience, but that's not a deal breaker. If you're working in IT, facility management, construction, electrical, or other trades, you should consider this. You'd be working for Fort Wayne's favorite radio stations, including WMEE, K105, 98.9 The Bear, and WoWo. It's urgent that we fill this position. You can apply today at federatedmedia.com. Read our vlogs, watch our culture video, and see how we move forward people. We look forward to hearing from you. Federated Media is an equal opportunity employer. Reinforced a postponement of Friday's scheduled game between the Fort Wayne Tin Caps and the Lansing Lugnuts at Parkview Field. Thus, a doubleheader would take place on Saturday. A pair of seven inning games. Game one will start at 4.35. Game two will start 30 minutes after the completion of game one. The gates will open at 4.05 p.m. For ticket information, go online at tincaps tickets.com. If you can't make it to the game in person, join us with the broadcast starting at 4:15 right here on 1380 the Fan and 100.9 FM
5: Masterpiece quilts at the International Quilters Hall of Fame celebration in Marion, Indiana, July 21st through 23rd. This amazing celebration features world class exhibits, great workshops and lectures, and the induction of the 2022 honoree. Get details at showmegrantcounty.com. Grant County, Indiana. Classic, cool. School of the World is a community-driven nonprofit committed to fighting extreme poverty at its core in areas of Guatemala, Honduras, and Panama through the power of education. School of the World works in poverty-stricken communities with little to no access to education to build schools, playgrounds, stock classrooms, educate students, and empower parents to be their child's first educators. Domestic opportunities for students, families, and companies to create change are also available. Please visit schooltheworld.org for more information or follow them on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. When you're an innovative business, every blinking cursor
0: is an opportunity. What will you do with it? Will you make something better or create something new? Our Dell Technologies Advisors provide you with expertise and tools with Windows 11 to do incredible things. Because we believe there's an innovator in all of us. To do more with a Latitude Laptop, Dell Technologies recommends Windows 11 Pro for business. Call the Dell Technologies Advisor at 877-ASK-DELL. Charlie did not die from an overdose. Charlie was poisoned.
6: No other family should go through this. It's just horrific. Go to safe.pharmacy. Use the free tool. Learn if the online pharmacy you're using is safe. Right now, the forgotten poor are waiting, waiting for Mercy Ships and you. Mercy Ships is the largest floating civilian hospital in the world with volunteer medical staff and crew. And now with our newest state-of-the-art hospital ship, Mercy Ships will double our ability to reach children and adults who need us now. Together, we are bringing a wave of hope and
0: healing to those who need it most more, go to mercyships.org today. Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome
1: back to Talkin' Sports. Powered by Automotive Color and Supply. Toto in Africa. I was watching an episode of Family Guy last night. And this came on and this was uh, uh... Eastman. yeah he and his wife were having some difficulties and this was their song
2: <laughs>
1: anyway i don't know when i heard that that intro <laughs> okay well that's me being 12 years old again okay well <laughs> welcome back to talking sports power by automotive color and supplies saturday july 16 2022 uh in case you missed it uh recently it was announced that the iu hoosiers are going to be playing an exhibition game down in Bloomington November 3rd. I believe that's a Thursday, and their opponent will be none other than Chad LaCrosse's University of St. Francis Cougars men's basketball team taking on Mike Woodson's Hoosiers. And on the Talking Sports phone line, powered by Automotive Color Supply and Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union, is University of St. Francis Athletic Director Mike McCaffrey. Mike... Good morning, old friend. How's it been this summer so far?
7: Well, uh, good morning, my friend. It's been great. It's uh, nice to talk to you on a nice July morning here instead of uh, during the school year when there's some fun news that pops up. So appreciate you having me on.
1: Oh, well, it just it, this, I think, is, is something big for Fort Wayne. The last time we heard of a Fort Wayne team taking on... The Hoosiers. It was the Mastodons, and uh, we know how that went. And so, but but this for University of St. Francis and an NAIA program, but one that that has historically been completely successful. To be able to do this is is just another step in the ascent
7: of this basketball program. It's pretty cool. Um, you know, you, we've 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 been fortunate with the the big D1 schools here in Indiana, with uh, Notre Dame and Purdue and IU, that they offer these opportunities to some of the smaller schools in the state. Um, you know, I know so, some other NAI schools have had exhibitions against uh, IU, Purdue, and Notre Dame, and uh, you know, we've we've never really been able to crack that nut um, for for many years, but. I think we had some help on the inside a little bit with a guy named Damon Bailey, maybe putting the word in for us down there. since His son's going to be a, a junior for us. I think they were looking at the schedule, and when they had an opening, uh, Damon was, was in their ear and, and kind of saying, hey, would love to get my son down here and, and his squad up in Fort Wayne to come down and play an exhibition if you can make it happen. So, you know, it, it never hurts to have an Indiana legend pulling for you, uh, someone who wore the, the crimson and, and cream down there. and. Uh, going to bat with their coaching staff and it's 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 tremendous for the program i mean the kids are going to get to go down and you know how many of these kids grew up wanting to play in assembly hall um you know they don't get a chance to play in assembly hall you know when you're on aau trips or uh summer tournaments you know that, that's not a venue that's often used for for something like that so for our kids a lot of them this is the shot that they're going to have and Growing up as a kid playing basketball in Indiana, it's a it's a dream come true for them. So it's going to be fun. I mean, I wish. Sometimes I look at their roster and think I wish this was a couple years ago, um, and, and maybe it won't be as bad. But they're they're pretty loaded this year, so I think we're going in against the top 20 program.
1: Yeah, and when you look at it like that, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a, a gigantic measuring stick as to uh, yeah. you know what the what the program's like. But then again, this is a program with a lot returning as well with the Cougars, so. Yeah. Should be interesting to see. Now, from from let's say from a recruiting standpoint, is is there a chance that this could become perhaps a recurring situation?
7: Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not sure how that, I mean, their schedules are, are pretty uh, tough to get into. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, we've been trying for years, and, and this was the one shot we had, and uh, I don't know if we'll get it again, hopefully if we go down and uh, represent ourselves well, and uh, they like what they see, and they they like Coach lacrosse and kind of the way we play basketball, and maybe they look at it as a chance to prepare themselves for what they have coming up then yeah they could they could possibly reach out again and invite us down. but uh, we're just gonna enjoy this one. Um, we're gonna make sure that we go down and and put on a good show for <clears throat> for our fans that are gonna come down to come down and watch it because we're gonna have a lot of alums and fans that want to come down and be a part of this. and you know for Coach Lacrosse and the guys just, I mean, to have your, your toughest game of the year probably be your, your first one in exhibition uh, down in Assembly Hall, it'll, it'll give us a good idea where we're at. And, um, you know, the, the guys will probably build off it and get some confidence going into our season, you would hope. Uh, but it's just going to be fun, and it's just going to be a chance to play in that historic venue and uh, give, give our guys a, a shot and let them, you know, walk out afterwards and say, we just went toe-to-toe with the Hoosiers. So uh, it's, it's pretty exciting. Indeed.
1: We're talking this morning with Mike McCaffrey, athletic director at the University of St. Francis, in uh, no, our, our seasonal cougar chat uh, uh, up until the month of August when we get right back into it for the year, if, if you're agreeable. Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay, for sure. okay. You know that. Okay, you know that. Yeah. okay. yeah. Mark them down, Good Justin. Sir. Yeah. Okay. Now, Mike, from a, a logistics standpoint, are, are there things or expenses or or things of this nature not usually associated with a typical road game for the Cougars?
7: Yeah I mean we're gonna uh, you know we're gonna travel down the day before I think uh, Coach Lacrosse said they're gonna let us get a shoot around in the in the assembly hall the day before the game so I think our plan right now is to go down the night before uh, get a shoot around in maybe have an event down at the hotel that we stay at or or a local sports bar um, and try to invite some alums and things down the night before, and then do another kind of gathering right before the game with people who can't come down and spend the night. Uh, so I mean, yeah, there's you know working with our alumni office and our advancement office. There's a lot of things that you know we wouldn't normally be doing just to go play an exhibition game that we're going to take on for this game. And I've been working with the IU folks and kind of reaching out and saying, hey, what kind of venues do you recommend and uh, those types of things. So we're still working through that. We'll probably release a couple packages here in the next month or so with some tickets and stuff for fans to come down the the tickets are limited they can't release um all of the tickets until after their season tickets are purchased Mm -hmm. so they gave us an allotment of free tickets up front that we can have but to put a kind of a package together after that for people to buy tickets we've got to wait a little bit for for them to go through their process because you know i've never been to iu and i've never been to a basketball game at iu my guess is even an exhibition on november 3rd is a pretty big deal down in bloomington
1: yes no doubt about it <laughs> especially you know with uh with the team they had last year and then with yeah. with everybody returning and in uh so it yeah it, it should be something that iu fans uh all across well all across the country if uh are, are waiting to see just what the product of mike woodson's uh yeah. you know recruiting in season will will look like so should be should be a lot of fun and uh, yeah this is this is always great for Fort Wayne Indiana when something like this happens and uh, from a sports perspective so yeah this should be should be a blast for everyone concerned and it sounds like you're going to to make the most of this opportunity as well because uh, you know just when the University of Saint Francis gets put let's say you know on the map so to speak with the uh, with the IU Hoosiers basketball team. Uh, only good things can happen from there. So, Mike, with that, with dispensed of, of that, what else you been doing this summer?
7: <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, just running kids around the Sky Zone and you know, hanging out. And uh, no, we've it's been a, it's been a good summer on campus. You know, we've uh, we've done a lot of planning behind the scenes, getting ready for the upcoming year. Um, we got new turf at the stadium, so now we're in July and we're able to have some camps. And I know we had some football camps last week with some of the high schools and. Uh, I think Coach LaCrosse has one more week of uh, his basketball camps over in the gym. So it's been a big, uh, busy summer, as always, with the camps and kids on campus, and uh, getting ready for the upcoming year, finishing up recruiting, um, and then uh, just sitting down and, and getting our, our uniforms ordered and everything ready for the upcoming year. So it's, uh, we're excited. It's going to be fun. I know Coach Donnelly is, is ready. Uh, we're, we're coming up on it. The summer's disappearing fast. As it often does.
1: Oh, I know. The, it always that part of the uh, year goes too
7: quickly. But
1: yeah. now, if I'm not mistaken, the home opener is is it September 17th. 17th.
7: Yep. yep. It'll be a six o'clock game on Saturday, September 17th, and then the back to the very next week we'll have homecoming on the 24th. So we only have four home games this year, uh, just because of the way the schedule worked out. So it'll be September 17th, 24th, October 15th, 29th, okay. uh, and then, uh, then wrap it up and hope for a postseason.
1: Well, I'm already excited about the upcoming uh, football season. And, uh, and of course, let's sprinkle some basketball in there with Coach LaCrosse and Coach Cummings, et cetera. So it should be a lot of fun. Well, Mike, thank you so much for joining us this morning and taking a little time out of your summer break. I know, uh, the, you know, the drinks with the umbrellas and things like that, you know.
7: so <laughs> right. Like you Today said. We're just you're... watching golf, but we were just waking up early to talk to you and watching golf.
1: It's fun. Yeah, that, and like you said, carton kids back and forth the Sky Zone. So, yeah. All right. That's well, what we do. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. I, I get it. All right, Michael, we will talk to you soon, and uh, thanks for joining us.
7: Thank you, Jim. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend.
1: All right, you too. That was Mike McCaffrey, athletic director at the University of St. Francis. Uh, you typically in our weekly Cougar chat, but uh, as news uh, happens, we call Mike and get Mike's opinion and get the lowdown on that so uh iu st francis justin
2: great opportunity for the cougars to go down there and, and like uh, mike said you know a lot of these kids you know grew up watching games in the assembly hall and sometimes going down there and, and now they get to play in that venue uh it's going to be pretty cool and, and a great way to start the season for the Cougars and what should be another competitive year for them in the crossroads
1: yes and it just uh, the barometer, the measuring stick, you know seeing you know just what you can do against a, you know a top 20 program yeah, and uh you know we'll we'll see how everything shakes out but but uh, yeah this this could be uh, uh, great for them to see, okay, what do we have to do to be amongst the elite, let's say from the NAIA level sure, and, and they're always uh, formidable in postseason anyway, so uh, sometimes I think the crossroads league, is uh, is is a tougher road to uh, navigate uh, oftentimes with the talent that there is in the Crossroads League too much like you know with Indiana Tech and the Wolverine Hoosier Conference as well so in the NAIA basketball is darn good basketball that's for sure
2: yeah some of those big tall guys that Iwoo can put out on the floor that are D1 transfers or whatever this is a game that will allow them to prepare for that you know if you yes. face a Trace Jackson Davis uh, in a game, and then that's the bar, and then anything that IWU can throw at you is going to seem tame in comparison. Yes, indeed.
1: We're going to go ahead step out take a break. When we come back, let's talk some tin caps baseball. Let's do that with Mike Nutter, president of the Fort Wayne tin caps We'll do that when we return. You're listening to Talkin' Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380, the fan 100.9 FM. <laughs>
5: Westwood One Sports presents this special report on the 150th British Open Championship, sponsored by Fidelity Wealth Management. Victor Hovland is in the top ten in the world, the Norwegian, one of the up-and-coming stars in the game, but he's yet to contend at a major until now. Ten under par, three off the lead, with the third round approaching.
4: I'm hitting a lot of great shots, and I I think you just gotta be aware that Links golf isn't always fair. Um, you just gotta hit the shots that you need to hit, and whether you get a bad bounce or not, you know, that's gonna happen, and it's all about how you get out of that situation.
5: Hovland a quick study. He missed the cut at another Lynx course at the Scottish Open last week. Cam Smith on top at 13 under. Cam Young two back at 11 under. They tee off just before 11 Eastern. Fan favorite Rory McIlroy and Hovland are paired together. They're both 10 under. Sergio Garcia landed in one of the pothole bunkers at five green. He did three attempts to escape. Made double, he's 3-under. I'm Ted Emmerich, Westwood One Sports.
6: Golf takes focus. You can't be distracted, which is why you should consider working with a Fidelity advisor to create a comprehensive wealth plan designed to help you grow and protect your wealth. Because once you've done that, you'll experience what Fidelity calls the planning effect, the peace of mind that lets you completely focus on what matters to you, which for many of us is our short game. Schedule an appointment to learn more or visit fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimum supply, Fidelity Broker Services, LLC.
0: The new Callaway Rogue ST irons have been built to be their longest irons ever for every type of golfer. Starting with Rogue ST Max, they're most universal because of its incredible combination of speed, forgiveness, and performance. For true players, Rogue ST pros are built with a hollow body construction and a compact player shape. Finally, Callaway's best game improvement models, Max OS and Max OS Lite, deliver total forgiveness with high, easy launch. The light iron's coming in a lightweight package. Get your
6: rogue STs at Callaway. The current uncertainty throughout the world is leading to big losses in the financial markets. Gold and precious metals maintain their value over the long haul, providing you with stability and a hedge against inflation and stock market risk. The market correction will continue and could collapse. That's why your friends at Legacy Precious Metals are here to walk you through how gold can protect your wealth and secure your family's future during these unsteady times. The experts at Legacy Precious Metals can advise you on how to roll your existing retirement account into a gold IRA. They'll be able to explain why gold appreciates in value as the dollar depreciates and provide steps should you want to hold metals in your home. Give Legacy Precious Metals a call today, 866-806-3646. That's 866-806-3646. Or download your free investor's guide at LegacyPMInvestments.com. Don't leave your retirement to chance. Invest in gold with Legacy Precious Metals today. Call 866-806-3646 or visit LegacyPMInvestments.com.
5: Not completing high school is more of a social thing than it was an academic thing. Even though all these years have passed, I still had that longing to have my diploma. At age 30, Carissa finished her high school diploma. If you're even considering getting your high school diploma, you can do it. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. That's finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council.
0: Now back to talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive
1: Color and Supply, along with Justin Kenny from OPS and OutsideTheHuddle.net. I'm Jim Shovel, and Thanks so much for tuning in as we're talking local sports of all sorts until the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. If you've got a question, comment, opinion, suggestion, hey, do so via the Automotive Color and Supply text line at 46862. That's 46862. Please put TS in the front of your message so we'll know that, uh, hey, that one's for us. And uh, we don't do well when the uh, when it's about mineral content and, uh, and stuff and uh, everything else. Uh, health and medical, anyway, is not our uh, not our vibe. But anyway, uh, love to hear from you, especially if you got uh, maybe a Ten Caps question. Because on the Talking Sports phone line, powered by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union, is Fort Wayne Ten Caps President, Mr. Mike Nutter. Mike, good morning, sir.
3: Good morning. Great to be with you. Before we go any further, kudos to the guy playing the music coming in and out. Reminds me of my old friend Rick Hader, also known as Myra Noodleman. That was one of his uh, songs from one of his skits.
1: Yes, indeed. Well, you will be thanking Mr. Justin Kenny for all of that. So uh, I love to hear that. He's he's hitting the high notes today. I'll tell you what. Yeah, <laughs> he's, uh, he's, he's spinning them very well. Uh, but, Mike, I'll tell you what. The Tin Caps, you gotta call them butter, because they're on a roll, and only Mother Nature could stop this Tin Caps team from, uh, you know, getting someone else to succumb to their uh, their prowess and uh, up and down the the, the batting order and, and playing defense and all that. Now, the rainout last let's dispense with this first. The rainout last night, I'm sure you had a good crowd on hand, ready to go. How about their tickets from last night's game?
3: Great question. So we did have a big one. We were going to be sold out last night with fireworks and, and a lot going on. And Mother Nature did slow us down for at least one night. And so uh, the people that had tickets last night, they're good any game the rest of the year. So there's still 20 opportunities to come out and see the, the Tin caps and home games back tonight. 435, we can talk about that. But anybody that had a ticket last night can be exchanged for any game the rest of the year. And so they're not out. They can use it. They can give it to a friend. They can do whatever they want to do for any of the 20 games remaining in this season.
1: And what are the multiple ways they can secure
3: a ticket? Great question. So with a rain out, uh, usually they'll stop by. Some people still like to mail it in, the old snail mail route. (laughs) Uh, but stop by when the next time they're coming to a game or if they know they want to come out to a game that night, you know, something like that. They can just bring those with them. They exchange them at the ticket office, and uh, that way they get a new ticket to come into the game that they want to go to. It's all based on availability, but, again, there's a lot of great availability even for a game like tonight. So they're not out anything. They can use it. We were all frustrated. You know, it was the first year we signed that deal with Major League Baseball and Marvel. And uh, we had the actual uh, Iron Man out here last night uh, from New York City. True story. Came all the way out for the game. We were rained out. We tried to do Marvel nights twice this year. And that now represents two of our four uh, rainouts. So they might be defenders of the diamond, but they got nothing on Mother Nature.
1: (laughs) Defenders of green grass everywhere. Yeah, uh, I'm telling you. But yeah, and it's when this happens, let's say uh, professionally in sports, too, when you have a big promotional night, you know, what I guess, you know, from your standpoint, what has to happen? Do you just flat out lose that opportunity or is there a chance for rescheduling or how does that work?
3: great question so depending on the act you know if it was one of our national entertainers like tyler's amazing at F- balancing act is back tonight if he would have been here last night and his schedule would allow it he would have stayed over or we would have brought him back again you know, have to pay to travel again or something like that in the case of iron man all kidding aside the the character is in such high demand i don't think we'll be able to get him back but one of the neat things was kind of talked me off the ledge a little bit last night as we were going to make that tough decision. I heard from five or six friends, hey, I know it doesn't look good, but don't worry, the kids met Johnny, the kids met Iron Man, they're happy, they're going to go home and sleep well. And so we did have him out there, and you try and do as much of the show as you can do, Mm -hmm. not that you can do everything, of course, even when there's a canceled situation. And so uh, that was unfortunate. That window that early in the day, that window I always talk about that early in the day looked like it might be pretty good, closed up. And it was only dry here for about 45 minutes. I'm in the ballpark now with a lot of the staff. We're going to pull the tarp off at 10 this morning and get ready to go. Team has been playing great. We had Lake County in here last week. They're a huge, uh, great team in this league from the Cleveland Guardians. And uh, we split with them, and then we started with our buddies from Lansing up the road. We've won the first three of those. So, hey, we've won six out of nine on this homestand, inching our way back towards 500. Hope we're able to play them both today and uh, again tomorrow. Before an extended break for the Major League All-Star break, our buddy Robert Hassel playing in the Futures game tomorrow in Dodger Stadium, national TV. Tune in when our game's over and watch uh, one of the best tin caps we've ever had. The all-star game, the draft, everything's coming up. But then, Jim, man, we've got a big event here Friday night, uh, the Nitro Circus, a week from yesterday. National Touring Act doing 30 ballparks this year. think the biggest and best and fastest and craziest, uh, BMX bikes and things like that, are going to take over Parkview Field with 30, 40-foot ramps all over the playing surface. But don't worry, keep winter and I are secure in what the plan is <laughs> to keep this place looking beautiful.
1: And and yes, indeed it it does at all times, regardless of the event. But uh, yeah, you know it's interesting. I mean, you you talked about you know the the team doing so well right now. Even when the second half started, there was a little bit of a struggle ensuing. But then I'll tell you what this team has caught fire. Is it because now that we're getting players healthy, or are they acclimating, you know, to being in Fort Wayne, Indiana? You
3: know, I think it's a little both, and I'm not dodging. I, I I really think so because uh, we have added three or four uh, professional hitters, college-aged guys with Ferguson. He's got the most stolen bases of everybody in the minor leagues at 55 or 56 now with our buddy Estuary Ruiz making his debut with the Padres this week. Ruiz had 60 in the minor league season. And uh, Ferguson's hot on his tail in the mid to high 50s. We've added Cole Cummings, a college bat. We've added Matt Acosta, a college bat. And so you're bringing in those guys from last year's draft, this year's draft is coming up in the next week or two. Uh, That has helped stabilize it. Hassel has continued to do what he does. And we've won won several of these games when he was sitting out with a little tweak leg and he's fine, but they want to make sure he was healthy for the futures game. And uh, it's a combination of everything. When you have Robert Gasser and Jackson Wolfe taking the mound, two out of every six games, Mm -hmm. you got a chance to win those tonight that's through so well last week. Uh, He hasn't won a game yet for us this year. And uh, it's one of those things that, that he got pulled last week with, uh, I don't want to give too much behind the curtain, but um, he got pulled last week in a situation where we, he might've gotten the win, you know, and, uh, but didn't. And so, because you know pitch count and those kinds of things, and walking up the tunnel, I could tell he was very frustrated. You guys know me; I, I, I keep my comments to the promotions and the and the, those <laughs> kinds of things, and, and let uh, uh, S Brian Esposito run the uh, team and all that kind of stuff. But Ryan Berger, high draft pick, six, six round pick last year out of West Virginia, physically gifted young man, throws mid nineties. He's 0-6 with us this year with with a higher ERA. He's one of those guys that's going to help get us into the playoffs. He was awesome last week. And when he got the word that he wasn't going back out there, maybe he was pulled in the fifth before he would qualify for a win. Just reading body language, I was couldn't tell, and he was a little frustrated. I went up the hall, as he should be, right, as a competitor and as a professional athlete. But he was respectful. I went up the hallway and I said, hey, Ryan, can I talk to you for a minute? He turned around. I don't ever bother those guys when they got the uniform on when they're doing their thing, but his night was over. And uh, I said, hey, man, you're going to get us to the playoffs. That was the best we've ever seen you out here. I'm reading the body language. You don't have to comment. You're probably a little frustrated. You weren't able to get that win. But you put us in position, man. You were awesome tonight. He got a big smile on his face, said, thanks, Mr. Nutter, and turned around and walked up. These guys are trying. They're doing everything they can. We've had some rough spots at the same time. Right now, we're playing well, and Esposito deserves all the credit because he's held this ship together when negativity could creep in with other teams, and it hasn't here.
1: All right. Well, yeah, and it's going to be exciting down the stretch. Like you said, we've got 20 more uh, opportunities to see this 10-caps team uh, before the end of the regular season, and, uh, you know, anything's possible right now. Mike, do you have uh, time for a question from the text line?
3: For sure. We can go another 30 minutes and I can miss this tart pool. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's well,
1: I, w- I was going to ask you that, too. You know, do you, want, do you want me to stretch this out a little bit for you? So It's not like a bus leaves for the tart pool or anything. But anyway, yeah. uh, got a question that came in. It says, T.S., uh, what would be the feasibility of Parkview Field hosting the IHSAA softball championships? Purdue is a great facility, but only holds a thousand people. Now, with, and there again, let me preface this. Would this be more a question for you from Parkview Field or the IHSAA?
3: Probably a little of both. So, truthfully, um, we I want to answer this correctly because I appreciate the question. Probably not very likely. From my understanding, I don't want to speak for the IHSAA, but my understanding is they want to keep their softball events in a softball venue. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that is, the way our bases are cut, yes, could we move the bases? We could, but then everybody would be turning and running on grass because of the shorter bases and things like that. Yeah. Love the idea. When you first started asking, I thought you were going to go down the road of, of the baseball, of either uh, the state championship that's held with our buddies down at Victory Field, or a regional championship. You know, my son was in one of those against Carroll. We joked that it was Carroll against Homestead good friends competitive rivalry 10 minutes apart and we played it in lafayette yeah and so uh if there's ever a chance to get the baseball again i want the texter to understand i think it's a great question my understanding of it is they want to keep those in softball venues and as a baseball guy i understand that where people would be running on grass and the dirt and the the game would be just a little different they might not want to do that at that high level
1: and if keith winter had anything to say about that
3: Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, he might, because uh, uh, we try and do everything we can here, uh, and we are fans, I want to make that clear, of softball and the games and all the young ladies playing it. Uh, There's been a couple things that have come up with travel over the years that were going to be during the season, where they were going to play like 25 games on a weekend, something like that, and we had to pass because of the damage we thought it might do. Now, with a state thing, it wouldn't be as much wear and tear, but we sent them over to Caleb Kimmel. And our buddies at the Ash Center, they booked the event. We've obviously got the Auburn Sports Complex coming online at some point. Mm-hmm. And so even if something doesn't work out here, a lot of times we try and push them somewhere, uh, redirect them somewhere locally where Fort Wayne can capture the restaurant and hotel revenue and things like that.
1: Great answer, Mike. We appreciate you every single week and uh, and your, your candid responses, your candid uh, uh, ability to give us uh, – a little bit more than yeah, just what's on long-winded. the surface. You
3: can say it. We're friends.
1: I love it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I, lo- I, lo- I love it. Uh, so we will talk to you next week. And uh, until then, yeah, have uh, have a great rest of the homestand. And uh, we'll talk to you in seven days.
3: Thanks so much. 4.35 today with about 1,000 tickets left. So we hope we sell it out. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Justin.
1: All right. That was Mike Nutter, president of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps, our weekly Tin Caps chat. And uh, we had another question that came in a little bit earlier on the automotive color and supply text line, Justin. uh, And it it asked, do you see any SAC football coaches on the hot seat this season?
2: (laughs) was like like college and pro or they better win this year they're fired I, I don't i don't see that now i think there's some pressure to do well for some programs and i'm not going to put all of that onus on the coaches but i think you look at at Ben Johnson at Northside and for the second straight year we're hearing a lot about north side and what they could do in the sac and there's a lot of talent over there great personnel yeah great personnel but can they put it all together as a team and play well over the course of nine games because we're hearing a lot of the same things we heard you last year when they went two and seven in the season so how, with a lot of that same with a lot of those same talent. guys yeah. so now they do have Bodie Dickerson this year who transferred over along with his sister over to Northside from Bishop to Wenger, and that gives them a legit quarterback QB1. I think Brayshawn Bassett was kind of playing that position as an athlete last mm-hmm. year as opposed to, to being a quarterback. But you still look at Northside's schedule, and you start with Snyder, Dwenger, and Carroll, and if you survive that by going one and two, two and one at best, I feel, then you get Wayne, and there's a lot of people talking about Wayne being an upstart this year. If a lot of things go right, but Wayne's no slouch, then you go at Lures at Homestead. So your first six weeks, you could be playing arguably the top six teams in the SAC Mm -hmm. outside of yourselves. And Wayne still has the ground game, don't they? Yeah, I mean, they still they they they're looking really strong with that run game with. I mean, they they lost uh, a player, but they have LaMarion Nelson coming back. who's just an absolute road grader. You throw. Guys like Nehemiah Young, who's an edge rusher, that's really, really, really strong. Uh, so they got some pieces out at Wayne. And so that's that's a difficult schedule. Four of your six games on the road. Your road games are Snyder, Carroll, Lures, Olmstead. So Northside could be better than last year, but the grind of those first six weeks not just on the field, but off the field, mentally, where are you at? How do you survive? You know, if, if you lose that first game, and we saw them take Snyder to the, to the to the end last year before losing on that last second field goal in week one, and they felt like, okay, that's going to buoy our season, and they ended up starting 0-3, only beat Southside Wayne last year. So you look at Northside, you know, we we're saying hot seat. I'm not going to use that, that phrase, but I feel like the pressure is on Northside to perform considering they have some individual talent. And you know, elsewhere in the SAC, you know, you look at Bishop DeWanger, and a, a very undewanger like season last year at seven and five. I think it was saved by the fact that they absolutely beat up Snyder in that sectional championship game. Mm-hmm. Winning a sectional title over Snyder was huge. And and then they go to Zionsville and lose. But you know, uh, you know, looking at what what you did last year with Bishop DeWanger, this year you lost a lot of guys. And who replaces them? I think you're seeing a generational gap between the Fiat cables and the water cutters and Tipmans and all that, where the the one generation is too old to have high school kids. The other one's too uh, young to have high school kids. And that's usually the backbone of Bishop Dwanger, right? That generational, sure. yeah. those generational families. Them, Yeah, uh, Dwanger and Lures both. Yeah. So how does Dwanger look? You know, they lose QB1, Bodie Dickerson to transfer. So can they rebound? Uh, I think is a good question. And elsewhere, I think it's, you know, kind of status quo. You look at, you know, Northrop in transition, um, you know, Snyder, I think you're going to see the gloves come off a little bit for Luke Hopper. He's going to be able to sling it around the field a little bit more. Um, So, you know, I I just think there's a lot of questions across the board uh, with the SAC in general is, is Hopper
1: by your estimation, the most experienced quarterback coming back this year? I mean, Dickerson, how much he didn't didn't get all the snaps last year. But, I mean, is Hobart uh, the guy with the most, uh, let's say, seniority?
2: Yeah, I mean, he was the guy that was starting as a sophomore, which you don't see very often as Snyder. But I think, you know, a benefit of Quentin Brown getting that Northrop job, offensive coordinator at Snyder, who really focused on the run. And when you have Tyrese Brown and Langston level, don't blame them. Right? Yeah. But I feel like you're going to see a lot more pass first or RPOs designed for Luke Hopper to make some plays downfield. Oh, and that that mix is so dangerous.
1: Yeah. How do you defend? Right. You know, and and unless you become, you know, very, uh, uh, you know, where where you know what's going to happen. If you've got third and eight, you know what's going to, you know, everybody in the stands knows. Right. Gee, they're gonna, you know, they're gonna roll out and pass. Uh it's it's just one of those things that, yeah, you got uh, you know, and then play action. God bless oh, yeah. play action.
2: Because you still have Langston Level coming back, so he's he's gonna be huge for, for Snyder. But you look across the board of the SAC, you mentioned Hoppert, he's the most experienced coming back. You got Bodie Dickerson with a different school. Carroll's replacing a quarterback, Concordia's got Eli Maddox back, Is replacing a quarterback, Lewis is replacing a quarterback, Northside has Bodie Dickerson, Northrop's replacing a quarterback. Not sure about Sysa. Wayne is replacing a quarterback. And Homestead is still deciding between Peyton Slavin and Jimmy Sullivan. So it's going to be a lot of new faces behind the uh, center position in the SAC.
1: Very interesting season uh, upcoming. So, And, uh, of course, as you said, Media Day is taking place Friday. And uh, so there should be the start of... All kinds of football chatter, and uh, if that was the case, well, we didn't start it. But, <laughs> but I love to talk high school on football, yeah. yeah. So that uh, that should be a lot of fun. Well, uh, before we uh, get away from things here, I'd like to thank Mike McCaffrey, uh, University of St. Francis Athletic Director, for joining us this morning. Also, Mike Nutter, President of the Fort Wayne Tin Caps. We appreciate his input every single week as well. Uh, Blake Sebring's book, Fort Wayne Sports History, on this date, July 16th in 1952. And no, I wasn't born yet. Uh, Alex Wood signs to become the Comets' first coach. And it says here, just the opening paragraph of Blake's book on this page, says that uh, the Comets were very lucky to be able to sign Wood in a couple of ways. He just led the Toledo Mercuries to the Turner Cup title. And he was the right man for the job as well. So, And also brought Eddie Long uh, to the Comets. So... There you go. Uh, That's the entry for July 16th in uh, Fort Wayne Sports History. And if you want to look into uh, uh, next day coming up, July 17th, 1999, Scott Sharp won his first race, or third race for Kelly Racing in Atlanta. So there we go. That's what happens when you buy one of Blake's books and uh, look it over. That's going to just about do it for talking sports uh, for a Saturday. Many thanks to Justin and in kudos to DJ Justin for uh, his <laughs> his music, today. music selections. Yes, kudos from the guests and from the hosts and all kinds of stuff. And uh yes, uh, I won't be here next week, uh, but I'll be listening. Uh, I will be laid up, uh, probably uh, nurturing my new hip,
2: and I'm, I'm really excited about that. So Maybe we'll give you a call, depending on how many uh, painkillers you're on. That'd be even more fun. We'll see. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll, put, I'll put it on delay,
1: though. Give you never me, know what he'll say. Give, well... Yeah. Yeah, cause I, yeah, like I said, I know what that FCC fine is, and I, and I really don't want to pay it, and, and I can't uh, can't tell you that uh, I, I won't be on pain medication. But still, yeah, call me, I'll talk. All right, that's gonna do it for talking sports for Saturday, July 16th. For Justin, I'm Jim. Thank you so much for listening, and until next week,
0: have a great week, everybody. For Joe every weekday morning from 6 to 9 with LaVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, and Jonas Knox.
4: I do not understand how Brian Mitchell is not in the Hall of Fame.
0: And then Greg Lloyd. There's, there's a lot of guys I think you could throw into there. Yeah, 100%, 100%. 100%. There are a lot of guys. Zach Thomas, man. Well, you know,
3: Greg Lloyd went out Zach.
6: Podcasts by Federated Media.